This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Consider how close the Astros are to getting that World Series title second time in three years. And you think about Michael Brantley, Garrett Cole, guys that have meant so much to this team to get them a ring. 3-2 again. Swing and a miss. Brantley strikes out. And congratulations to the Washington Nationals. They are World Series champions. Well, they did a great job. They really did. Really tough for this Astros organization, this team. Tough to handle. Especially that this team won 117 times this year. But they're going to have to wait till next year now to take it back. First time a Washington, D.C. baseball team has won a World Series since the Washington Senators did it in 1924. First championship in Washington Nationals franchise history going back to their time as the Montreal Expos. As they take Game 7 of the World Series from the Astros, winning tonight by a final of 6-2. to two. It was just a couple years ago we were watching the Astros do the same thing in Los Angeles. So we know the elation. We know what they're going through. You're happy for them, but really sad for the Astros right now and the Astros fan base. It's tough, man. It was a great team. 107 wins in the regular season. Going up three games to two here in this World Series. And up 2-0 going into the seventh inning of this game. It's a brutal sport sometimes. So, um... Garrett and I met the day of Game 7, and um, as I talked about, we wanted him to um, gauge his physical capabilities. We wanted, you know, I wanted to talk to him a little bit about a role if, if things turned in that way. Um, he went out, he played catch, he did his normal pregame routine, came in, said he was available. Um, at that point, we talked about him uh, pitching in a win. And as I told him, I, there's a lot at stake here, right? There's a lot at stake personally. There's a lot at stake uh, as a team. I wanted to be pretty clear with him. He'd never pitched in relief. He'd not, he's not, he, he never pitched on two days rest. Um, and I was very aware that I wanted to be very fair to him and make sure that he not, not only was he able to do it, but he was good. Um, once, once the game got underway in the fifth inning, I told him to go out to the bullpen. He made the dramatic walk that everybody saw. Uh, and he went out to the pen and he got up. Um, at, he was getting up on his own accord. He wanted to play catch. I think there was some nervous energy. I think he wanted to see you know, where he was. And so he wasn't ever coming into the game when he first got up. As the game progressed and we had the lead 2-0 going into the seventh, um, and the game got underway, there were a couple, kind of couple rules that Garrett and I agreed upon. That one, he wasn't going to come in the middle of an inning. And two, he was going to pitch if we had the lead. Um, and things changed quickly in the seventh. We went from uh, getting in the middle of the inning to, to losing the lead pretty quickly. Um, at that point, you know, I brought in a, a Harris. I brought in Osuna. Um, if we had regained the lead or gotten a tie, Garrett was going to go in for potentially the ninth or tenth, um, and that never came to be. So 
Um, the early part of the game when he was warming up was on his own. He wanted to, he wanted to throw off the mound. The latter part of, the, of it was, was kind of dictating on how the game was going to turn, and we wanted to make sure that he had ample opportunity to warm up. The debate, which I, I know and I knew going in was going to, it was the first question I got at the press conference that day, was how effective he was going to be on two days rest. Three weeks ago, I got a ton of questions about JV on three days rest um, and the debate that comes with that. So one less day, uh, I wanted to see, we had to make a decision on whether regular relievers who'd been elite during the World Series on rested guys were going to be a better option than than Garrett, and we all know how it played out. Hey, Matt. Jeff, can you address Garrett's situation? Uh, he had the Scott Boris cap on after the game and these type of things. What, what do you see going forward with Garrett Cole? Garrett did a tremendous job. I mean, we traded for him. We traded a lot of players to get him here, and he came here and uh, he contributed to two very deep playoff runs and did exactly what we wanted. Um, the players have negotiated free agency as a right, and when you reach a certain point in your career, you have the option to go out and explore what's out there for you. And you know, players do that, and it's their right to do it, and we support them in their opportunity to do that. Um, we clearly uh, want the best possible team that we can put together, and we're going to be looking at all free agents, including our own, and trying to, uh, to put together a team next year that can take us uh, as deeper, if not deeper, than we went this year. So, um, you know, as you all know, I can't talk specifically about any individual free agents. Um, that's not how it works, but you can be rest assured that we're working hard as a front office to put together uh, to assemble the best possible team for next year. Fortunately, we're in a situation where almost our entire lineup is back next year. Uh, with the exception of our catchers, and we're going to have to work on that. Um, we still have JV and Greinke. Uh, McCullers is coming back. We have a lot of young pitchers that are going to be vying for a couple of spots, and, and we'll have an opportunity to evaluate who's out there in free agency and, and what other spots we need. We have Presley and Osuna coming back. We have James coming back. We have a, a bunch of our bullpen people, but we have lost, uh, you know, we have a few important bullpen pieces that are going to be free agents and, and we're going to have to look at how to replace those innings but you know our work is just starting we're going to go to the gm meetings in a week we're going to go to the winter meetings in december and as you know a lot of the signings don't even happen these days until february or march so we'll be working hard and keeping you up to date as much as we can you know we're not going to tell you blow by blow who we're talking to and what's going on that's not allowed and nor is it our style uh, but rest assured you know we got within eight outs of our goal this year and we're going to try and uh, take it the, all the way next year. To follow up, what did you read into his open letter to fans? Uh, well, I retweeted it. I thought it was uh, a good letter. Um, you know, he enjoyed his time here. I think he benefited from his time here, and we certainly benefited from having him here. And uh, as far as trades go, um, that was that was one that I would do all over again, a uh, hundred times out of a hundred times. So I'm glad we did it. I'm glad he was here, and we'll see what the future holds. Jeff, without getting into Cole specifically, do you feel like, and Crane's discussed this, financially, you guys can potentially make it work to be able to bring him back, considering everything else you have to do? Well, we, you know, we've been very fortunate that uh, Jim has supported us in the moves that we've wanted to make, um, and, and he will continue to. Um, every team has limits, and uh, there's not unlimited spending potential for uh, at least most teams, um, and we're one that has limits. But uh, we have to spend wisely. That's part of front office's job, 
and we've done that in the past. Um, we're, we've been reaching all-time payroll highs every year for the past four or five years, and, um, and that will probably continue next year. Um, how we allocate those resources is something that we spend a lot of time thinking about, um, and how we uh, commit resources for the future as well, because committing resources for 2025 right now comes with a lot of risk. So we're going to do all of that uh, analysis. We're going to be negotiating hard to try and figure out how we use the resources we have. But I'm very satisfied as the head of baseball operations with the support that, that we've received from ownership and, and expect that to continue. Question? Jeff, and then AJ, you can chime in as well. I guess now given 24 hours we're moving, how do you view this season as a whole, knowing that you won a franchise record 107 games, but you came up short of kind of the expectation that you guys had for the World Series? I'm so proud of, uh, first of all, of AJ. I think he's the best manager in baseball. I think he has been since we hired him in 2015. Um, hasn't gotten all the recognition he deserves, but he's done a tremendous job leading this team. I'm proud of this team. I'm proud of the front office. I'm proud of our ownership group. And as I said, we came eight outs away from our goal, which was to win our second championship. We didn't accomplish it. It was a very good Washington Nationals team, and, and they, they got it. Um, you know, we're not satisfied because we didn't reach that ultimate goal. But when we reflect, and when you reflect on what happened this season, we had a historically good offensive unit on the field. We had incredible pitchers on the mound, and we had a really amazing team. When you reach 107 wins during the regular season and go to a 117 uh, cumulative, you can't look back and, and be dissatisfied with that result. Uh, we'll take that result, but um, obviously it's, it, it fell short of what we ultimately wanted and what we've said we wanted from the very beginning, which is multiple championships. And we're not, we're not quite there, but we do have multiple pennants and three years in a row of winning 100 or more, three division titles in a row, and um, that's great. And it's, it's been a fun uh, time for our fans to be involved as an Astros fan, uh, but we want more. So we were left a little bit unsatisfied. Yeah, I mean, to follow up, I mean, I, being honest, I, the emotions are still pretty raw. So I don't feel really good right now. But I think as, as time passes, as I go through, the, you know, talking to the players and, and my staff and Jeff and everybody, uh, I'm incredibly proud. I just, you know, it hurts right now because we were eight outs away from a completely different ending. Um, but I, I, I know winning is, is hard. Um, I know it, where, where this franchise has come from, and I know where it is right now, where, where the end goal is the only satisfying ending. Um, and I want it to be that way. I mean, I, I, this is going to sting for a really long time. But if, if we think winning you know, 100-plus games three years in a row, or if we think that MVP caliber performances or um, historic number of strikeouts or, or the winning streaks and the and and hanging pennants is is like not okay or not enough. Um, man, sports is hard, and so I, I I will feel better about the season as I get further away from from missing out by eight outs. But I'll never be upset with players and 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 the staff and the preparation, the office that provided this team because. It's, it's just hard, man. It's not, it's not, uh, it wasn't even easy to do what we did. I mean, we had 45 players, we had injuries, we had um, times I sat up here and, and, and defended a bullpen, and times I had to defend our rotation, and times I had to, I was asked what was wrong with, with our best players. And that, um, 
it's a long year. And, and if you don't enjoy some of the good, even in the, in the misery of losing in Game 7 of the World Series, it's, it, sports is going to be really hard for you. And, and so I, I, want, I want us to hurt for the, for the right amount of time, and then I want us to relish in the fact that we're in the, in the midst of some incredible accomplishments. AJ, kind of to build on that, what are what do you think are some of the things that you're going to stay with you the longest about the season? I mean, besides the ending, just for what y'all did and kind of some of the breakout performances you had. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I th- I think I think this year it's hard to to pinpoint one or two things, but I um, I think people would be surprised. You dig into this into this team and what we did is how many guys contributed, how many guys that are no longer in the organization that. Um, you know, I still remember Tony Kemp and Tyler White, and and you know, I look at at um, the range of emotions in on July 31st, where we had a ready-made team that everybody thought was already favored to win the World Series, whatever that means, and we we make a an addition in Maldonado in the morning, and then we add to that with some pitching from with Sanchez and Biagini, and then and then Cranky comes, and um, like that, I remember that emotion. I remember. The celebrations at home, you know, we we clinched a division at home. We clinched the division series at home. We clinched the ALCS at home. Um, those are just those are moments entrenched in in my mind about this season. But uh, kind of maybe even above all that is like the the players. I mean, what the players did on the field was nothing short of sensational. When you look at, I don't know who's going to win the Cy Young, but he he lockered in our in our clubhouse. I don't you know I don't know if Bregman wins the MVP or not, but like I. I, I lived it all through with him. Jordan Alvarez coming to the big leagues um, on, again, a team that was supposedly ready-made and didn't need an addition and, and walks himself right into the, actually homered his way all the way into the middle of the order. Um, that's not easy. You know, look at Wade Miley's year, um, which it's easy to remember September and the fact that he was off of playoff rosters, but we don't get to the World Series without Wade Miley. Um, you know, again, you go on and on. I'm gonna, you know, Jose Altuve emerging from um, what an incredible turn of events over the last year and even into the beginning of the season. Carlos Correa missing half a year yet coming up with huge hits in the world. I mean, it, it, I can, I'm gonna miss somebody, um, namely Michael Brantley and George Springer, who became, um, you know, best friends along the way. And and you know, I love the little change tire celebration that they do. You know, it just you, I can go on and on and on with all of these guys. But the players and what they put into this season to accomplish what we did stands out. So just how many things, Jeff, any, in, you have any injury updates or anything that will go on in the offseason for your players? No, I mean, we're right now doing exit physicals with all of our players and getting updates. And, you know, you all know Lance is coming back from surgery and, and he's progressing well. Um, I, don't, I don't have anything newsworthy to update. And then do you expect all your coaches back next season? At this point, yes. Obviously, as we get into the offseason and other teams are assembling coaching staffs, we get hit here and there for permission. Um, but as of, as of right now, I do expect everybody to be back. And this is a great coaching unit, and I'm happy about that. Jeff, you, you mentioned the, the trade for Cole. And you know, looking back, you obviously traded prospects for Verlander and you know, role players, and you were able to win a title. You had the Greeky trade. Um, you guys won 100 games three straight years. How do you feel big picture when you look at the rebuild and where you guys are at, getting so close this year, just to where things are at in terms of the progression to getting where you want this organization to, to annually be? I think we're right where we expected 
to be, and our expectations were always very high, that we were going to consistently compete while at the same time maintaining our eye on the future. And while we don't have maybe a top five farm system anymore like we did five years ago, we still have a lot of good players in the farm system that are going to come up and contribute. And they're not always the top names. You know, Josh James comes out of nowhere and gets up here and helps us out. And we've got, we've got guys we really like on the farm system. But, you know, when you're picking 30th, when you're picking 32nd, 33rd, you no longer have access to guys like Correa and Bregman at the top of the draft. And, and over time, that does uh, set you back a little bit. So we have to work harder to find guys like Josh James and other guys that can be found late in the draft and, and can help us out or international signings like Christian Javier. And um, we really like our farm system. Um, we're going to work really hard to continue to improve it so that it can help us both at the big leagues as well as help us in trades. You know, we traded for three pitchers over the last three years and we gave up four uh, of our top 10 prospects. Uh, so that's, uh, that's, you know, 12 really good players that left our organization in order to acquire those three pitchers. That obviously sets you back some. Um, but I think we have a, uh, a scouting system and a player development system that's better than most clubs and is probably elite in baseball and allows us to continue to replenish on the on the fly while we're still good and that's that's our expectation i also like the fact that our club is you know for the most part offensive unit is back next year you know we we went out and extended altuve we went out and extended bregman because we want those two players to be with us not just for the last five-year run but for the next five-year run and, you know, we've got Correa for two more years. We've got, you know, Springer for at least this next year. And it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a tough every year looking at who's going to become free agents. And we're going to have to make some really tough decisions. But um, we do have a core of players. Alvarez is here for six years. Tucker's here for the next six years um, if everything goes well. So um, we like our core. We've got some young pitching coming. So we're going we're gonna, to, you know, be competitive for the foreseeable future. And that's what we wanted. AJ, just reviewing the games, now you've had a couple days, is there anything you wish you had done differently in any of those four games? I mean, do you wish that you, I know you explained the Cole situation, but do you wish now that you had brought him in? You know what I wish we would have done is win a home game. That would have changed everything. And and we couldn't we couldn't do it, um, and that's because of the Nats. You know, I think this World Series is it's 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 tough to put it um, put it all on one thing, but I I think the um, I think the Nats outplayed us, and and at the worst time for us. And you know, you go back. I can. It's you know, I, it's funny. I, I've. I don't really want to get into every single decision. There's hundreds of decisions that go on, and hundred non-decisions that go on, and you, the what-ifs are endless. You, I mean, I, there's so many scenarios. As a, most people don't even ask me about the decision I'm the most upset about any given day, and that's no disrespect to your guys' questions, but it just there's just so much that goes on and so much context that's lost. Um, I don't know what Garrett Cole would have brought in Game Seven. Maybe he would have had his moment where it was exceptional. Um, or maybe he would have given up, up runs and, and it would have been I overextended him. When, when you're a manager and, and I, I, it's my job to take the bullets, it's my job to, to wear the decisions and, and the non-decisions and the, um, I, I made the decisions I made. When, but I'm not going to second guess you know, the, the process that we had in place. We had a really good plan. And um, I just know what what ifs happen whenever things don't go your. Anytime as a manager you make a decision in the seventh inning or later, 
and it doesn't work, the assumption is that the other side would have worked out great. If I leave Granky in and Kendrick hits a homer off Granky, then I overextended him. If, if I bring in Will Harris, um, as I did in game three, and he got us out of a huge jam, and, he, and say, say he strikes out Kendrick, it was a brilliant move. Like, results are all that matter. And, and so if I look back at, do I wish we had a, you know, had a little bit better opportunity with runners in scoring position? Do I wish that things would have gone perfectly um, with the pitching staff? I do. But that's not because Will Harris failed or Joe Smith failed or, or Rob, Roberto Osuna failed or um, me as the manager failed. Like, the game beat us. Howie Kendrick hit a pitch that never gets hit off the opposite field foul pole. Like, if you look across the game, it just doesn't happen until it does. When it does, it feels awful. Um, so, I, you know, I can play it back and forth. I, can, I, can, I could, could have done other things, or I could have made other moves that, that did or didn't work out. Um, what's brilliant in game three is idiotic in game seven. That's just the way it is as a major league manager, and I'll wear it. And I'm proud of the effort, try to put the guys in a position to, to be good. And the fact that we'll never know what other other is, is the beauty of sports. That's just part of part of the game. Ryan, um, in the wake of the uh, Tom inquiry, what kind of changes do you expect in the front office going forward? Any reorganization? Well, anytime we we get into the off season, we have um, we usually end up having some changes in the front office. And we did last year with Mike and Sig departing. We did a few years back with David Stearns departing. So, um, you know, we're gonna go through the offseason. We have a really good group in the front office. I'm really proud of what they've been able to accomplish and who's there. So at this point, you know, we're at the beginning of the uh, offseason process. We're, we're plowing forward. We've got a really good group working on it. We're very capable of doing what we need to do. Whether there's any additions or promotions internally, um, that remains to be seen. So, so TBD. Jeff, given both Chirinos and Maldonado are, are free agents, is, is, as you enter the offseason, is catching your, your top priority? It's got to be. I mean, at this point, you know, we have Garrett Stubbs. We've got some other guys in the system. But uh, with both of our major league catchers becoming free agents, that's clearly something that's at the top of our list. So we'll be we'll be working hard to resolve that. I just, I just want to ask you about Will Harris. He's had five of seven games he pitched in. And he's meant so much to you through the years. But he felt so bad afterwards. You know, it wasn't just on him. But just your thoughts? It absolutely wasn't on him, and I, and my thoughts on Will Harris are that he's um, one of the best I've managed. You know, his um, his accountability in Game Seven is exactly who he is. You know, his um, he and I arrived in the same off season, and and I've watched him grow. I've watched him make an All Star team. I've watched him um, garner all kinds of respect in the clubhouse, and uh, I've watched him put out more issues on the field for me as a manager than anybody else I've ever asked. So um, I hurt for him because he made his pitch. Like he didn't make a mistake. He didn't he didn't um, screw something up. He made it down and away 91 mana or cutter to Howie Kendrick in the in the perfect spot that you would ask him to and got beat. And I, I you know I, I think he's I think he's tremendous. I think he's somebody that you should um, you know I, that I want to stay in touch with. That I want to. I want to. I want to always be reminded on, on. He's part of the good in the game. That's in the game. The um, 
him describing it as as like a reliever's worst nightmare is like gonna gonna stay with me for a really long time because I put him in so many positions in the last five years to have that nightmare that he that he didn't have. And so for that to be the last the last pitch of the season, I mean the last situation in the season for him, um, I feel for him. But we, again, we say this about a lot of different people. We don't get, we might not even get back to Houston for Game Six and Seven if Will Harris doesn't pitch well while we're in Washington. And and that um, that he should be very proud of. Astroline, the official off-season hot stove show for your Houston Astros. I love that all the Astro fans are here. With your favorite Astros and Major League stars. One of the best relievers in baseball. Will Harris. Todd Kellis, Jeff Blum, Jeff Luno in the house tonight. One of my favorite players on the team is Josh Reddick. Astroline. Presented by Carbine Brewing Company. Live from Pluckers at 1400 Shepherd Drive in Houston. This fall, right here on the Houston Astros Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.